Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 94. Tom Does Disney, part whatever. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Pete, I like the title there. Tom Does Disney, whatever. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. I don't know, it just feels like you go to Disney every other week at this point, so I don't, I don't know what, how many times you've been to Disney, how many episodes we've done on it, but here we are again. And, and the, I guess, uh, frequency of these episodes being recorded will increase uh, through the next year because now I've finally activated my annual pass. As, as you should, and look, I am actually really upset that I did not buy an annual pass in January. I was debating it. It would have cost me $400 to do and I'm, I'm kicking myself for doing it now because potentially another Disney trip on the horizon. But Yeah, I mean, you, we have another Disney trip potentially and the price of annual pass has gone up. so Significantly. Right, right. Tonight, we are going to talk about your most recent Disney trip. And, and actually, we've got kind of a two-parter here. So this week, we're going to talk about your most recent Disney trip. Next week, we're going to talk about your Disney cruise, which is kind of outside the realm of Walt Disney World, but... I think enough people are interested in Disney cruises that, you know, what, whatever, it doesn't matter what they think. We're going to talk about it anyway. No, yeah. I mean, I agree. We do, obviously, 93 episodes in, we've only covered things in the parks or at Disney Springs. But I do think now that we have recent firsthand experience on a Disney cruise, it would be worthwhile to kind of review that and talk about the pros and cons. Very good. So before we get into your latest trip, let's... Uh, Let's go into the news. Not a whole lot of news this week. The, the biggest thing and the thing that is first and foremost in people's minds right now is Hurricane Dorian is expected to impact the Orlando area. I know that the Orlando airport is closed on the 3rd, which is the day that this will release. So they've already announced that all Disney parks will also be closing at 3 p.m. on the 3rd in anticipation of this hurricane. So a lot of, lot of people will be impacted by this, and you are all in our thoughts, and uh, we, we hope everybody comes out of this okay. Obviously, Galaxy's Edge has opened. A couple of things. We've been watching wait times, and we've been watching reservations, that sort of thing. Boarding groups have not been used. Boarding groups are the virtual queue system that Disney is using for this land. They have not been in use since opening day. Now, I think that this has a lot to do with the pending hurricane that's that's about to hit. I think a lot of people have rearranged their travel plans. I think it's just caused a lot fewer people to be in the parks than Disney anticipated. So we will be monitoring this in the coming weeks. We'll be down there in a couple of weeks. We'll be able to tell you firsthand how crowded it is, but haven't seen the wait times for Smuggler's Run really get over 85 or 90 minutes, which we'll see what happens. As part of the Galaxy's Edge opening, Disney has changed the Fast Pass tier. I know Tom has a lot to say about this. We're going to talk at length about this probably next week. But know that despite there not being any additional rides on the Fast Pass system at Hollywood Studios, most rides are now on a tier one Fast Pass. So you're very limited in what you can get Fast Pass wise at Hollywood Studios. Not sure the logic behind this, but 
it is a change that you will need to deal with if you go down in the in the next couple of weeks at least, possibly longer, depending on how long this is uh, this is in place. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party has started. Started August 16th was the first day. It will run. Actually, there is a November 1st Not So Scary Halloween Party this year. So get down there, get in. It's a it's a fun time. We're planning on doing a Not So Scary Halloween Party on our upcoming trip. Food and Wine has also started. This is going to be the longest Food and Wine that Disney's ever had. It'll run August 29th through November 23rd. So a total of 87 days. So plenty of time to get down there. It looks like they've got some new exciting offerings this year. Food's always good. We're planning on hitting this up, you know, at least a full day, if if not more than that when we're down there. And really the last piece of news that I've got is it looks like Disney has listened to some criticism and have built some kind of shade structure at Slinky Dog Dash in Toy Story Land. That queue is really hot, especially... First thing in the morning when it gets really, well, really anytime it's really long. So there is a partially completed shade structure that has been built over this line just to give people some some relief. That's really all the news we have for this week. So before we move into your trip, let's pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alright, so in what is becoming a very familiar topic, let's talk about your most recent trip. Yeah, so I mean, I guess you just want me to start with, with the trip or the planning of it or, or kind of... Well, so, so this trip was a little bit different in that it was kind of split into two pieces, right? So you guys went down Thursday night, correct? Yeah, so we went down um, the thurs- late Thursday evening before the, uh, before the cruise, the, which, which actually we, we set sail on Monday, the following Monday, and then did the cruise for a week and then hit another weekend at Disney uh, on a Friday and Saturday. So yeah, it was, it was a unique trip. I'll tell you, it was interesting setting fast passes because you hit the 60 day window for the first weekend, but because you had a week in between, you didn't hit the 60 day window for the next weekend until obviously a few days later. And it, it, I I can't say that we missed out on fast passes because of that, but you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into the details, but like Pete said, yeah, I went down Thursday night and started, uh, my wife and I activated our annual passes on Friday. Uh, and, Went into Magic Kingdom as annual pass holders for the first time, which was nice. So before before you go through what what you guys did, what we saw, let's um general perception of 
crowd levels. I mean, unbearable. And and that's that's what I'm getting to. Like July and August are awful in my opinion times to go down to Magic Kingdom, but I know that you guys went was it last July and said it wasn't that bad? Yeah, I I don't know what happened. We went I'll put it like this. My wife and I planned a trip to Disney World last July, uh middle of July, July 2018, 5 days before we went. We had a, we had just a a wild hair went down with a group of friends and did Epcot, did Magic Kingdom, did not feel near the crowd levels. I did not feel near the heat uh, that we'll get to in a minute. This trip, outside Epcot, every park was unbelievable, unbearable. It was unreal. Fast, fast pass availability was non-existent. I now understand when people tell us they can't get fast pass for certain attractions. If you're going during this time, it's impossible. You're right. Um, well, and, and it's interesting you say that because we, well, we, could, we, had yeah. a, we had another friend that was down there a couple days before you, and I had a little bit of free time, and I was actually banging out fast passes for him from my computer while he was in Animal Kingdom, and we were able to get him into everything. I mean, got him a flight of passage, flight of passage got him a Kilimanjaro right, yeah. safari. I mean, he went into the park without any fast passes and went in late at that. You know, didn't get to the park until ten thirty, eleven o'clock, some somewhere around in that ballpark. And we managed to get him on every. I mean, it was it was almost a challenge to be able to get him onto every ride before two o'clock. And, mm-hmm. and I think we did a pretty good job doing that. So, you know, for a, for a solo traveler, I would say it's not unbearable, but, but you guys did not have much luck. And, and I looked as well. I didn't have much luck trying to get fast passes for you guys at, really at any park. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can start like that. Like I said, that Friday, we popped into Magic Kingdom for a couple hours. We had fast passes for Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Space Mountain, and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It, it was solely just to kind of knock those three things out and then leave because, on our last trip, you and I missed Monsters and Glass Floor, so I kind of wanted to, to go back in. And I have a question I, I'm going to pose on the podcast for you. I, I may be misremembering something, but uh, anywho, the weather was horrible Friday. Uh, and I think I've taken for granted how lucky we've been with weather. It was lightning, thunder, monorails closed, every outdoor attraction at Magic Kingdom closed. P- I mean, pouring rain. So what my wife and I did instead of going into the Magic Kingdom for our Pirates of Caribbean Fast Pass, we actually went to the Grand Floridian. Uh, via bus from Disney Springs. And here's a little hint. If you want to go to any of the monorail loop hotels, whether that be the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian, or the Polynesian, get off the bus at the Grand Floridian because it's a covered walkway. I mean, we almost got off at Polynesian and my my wife was wearing, you know, athletic clothes, but, you know, shorts and a, a tank top. She didn't want to be soaking wet. And so we got off at Grand Floridian, which was nice because it was a covered walkway. And I don't know I why like every it. deluxe doesn't have that. I like it. So we ate at the Grand Floridian, and the um, the food was fantastic, actually. The quick service at the Grand Floridian, and the, the name of the restaurant's escaping me, was unbelievable and packed, actually, too. Uh, everyone was avoiding the rain. So I uh, did, that, did that that Friday. Did end up getting into the park and did Space Mountain and did um, Monster and Glass Floor. Or, yeah, Monster and Glass Floor. And then got a really good view for the fireworks, or the uh, parade, rather. And what I mean, and, and so that made me think the park wasn't going to be that crowded because we walked right up in the, I don't know, maybe a third of the way through the parade and front, you know, front rope seats, which made me think, oh, this is going to be a great weekend to be at Disney World. However, I, I guess I didn't realize what we were actually walking into. Uh, now, my question on Monsters and Glass Floor, Pete, do you remember a scene where the, you know, you know, the uh, first two monsters that come out, their name Sal, it's like Sal Manella, basically. Yeah. Sam and Ella, I think is what their, their names are. Yes, yes. Do you remember their, their little deal, like cutting all the power off? 
Like going no, pitch I don't black. think I've ever seen that before. Now, Monsters, Inc. Left 4 does have – there's like three or four bits that they rotate through. So you don't see the same ones every single time. But no, I don't think I've ever seen them cut the power off. Yeah, so, so they were telling the story about keeping power to Monstropolis. Which is the whole premise of the ride, right? I mean, they're, they're trying to get people to laugh so that they can have power. But the power went – I mean, it went pitch black in there, which I've never remembered. Now, do you think that was a – on purpose thing, or do you think that yes. was a yeah, Disney yeah. lost power and they no, just it, kept talking? It was on purpose um, because we wrote it multiple times, three times I think over the weekend, or wrote it. I, we went to the show three times, and it, and that was a skit we got every time for those. Interesting. No, I've never seen that before, and and you know that's one of those attractions that is pretty easy to evolve and to change, right? I mean, how difficult is it to throw something new in there? I mean. Are you talking about the puppets on on the camera have to say something and then they turn all the lights off in the auditorium? Not not super difficult, right? Well, and the story, I mean, they had flashing lights. They had, you know, how it's kind of like they have those little lights right in front of your seats. Those were those were reacting to the show, and it was. I mean, it's one of those attractions that I think is you can do it as many times as you want on a trip because it's different every time. I will say I I achieved a life goal. They read my joke in the first well, show. You, you've got you've got to tell the joke. I mean, since it did get read. Uh, I think the joke was uh, which Disney character can count the highest, and it was Buzz Lightyear. He can count to infinity and beyond. I like and, it. And they didn't read it as a traditional joke. They actually, you know, had a kid that they grabbed a kid out of the the um, theater and and asked him the question, see if he could answer it. And the funny thing was, the kid was sitting right next to my wife and I with his family, so we were actually on the same exact row. And they said, you know, Tom from from South Carolina, which was cool. Uh, but that was that was kind of the, the first day, uh, and then we we spent the evening at Trader Sam's. Which so the Magic Kingdom. I mean, the, you said the weather was bad. Did it, it did it stay bad all night, or were you guys able to get out? Yeah. So we were we were only going to be there a couple hours, regardless, because we actually did Magic Kingdom for a full day the next weekend. But it was it was bad for about forty five minutes, and it's a shame because we were going to meet up with some friends from South Carolina that were there. We were going to ride Pirates of the Caribbean together. We had linked our fast passes. And because they were in Magic Kingdom when it started raining, they were, I don't know, next next group to get on the Jungle Cruise. And they couldn't get on. And they stayed in that that queue because it was dry. They were at least under cover. And so we didn't get to see them. But yeah, the rain was about 45 minutes to an hour. I guess as far as parks go, you know, Epcot, I think, is kind of the ideal place to be when it's raining, particularly in World Showcase, right? Because you can you can stop in any of the countries, in the shops or in the bars or whatever's there. And Magic Kingdom doesn't seem like that bad of a place to be. No. It seems like there's a lot of kind of indoor attractions. I mean, Buzz, just thinking of Tomorrowland, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Carousel of Progress. I mean, and yeah, I mean, maybe the queues get a little long and you get wet in the queues, but you know, the rides themselves are, are undercover and indoors, so, so the weather shouldn't adversely affect that at all. Yeah, and Magic Kingdom has, you know, arguably the best shopping. You have Main Street, that, and, the, and the shops connect. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And something I'm just thinking about out loud now, I bet that park was empty because it poured rain. That's why I bet I thought it was empty for the parade, because it, it I bet people just flooded out of there. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that does tend to happen, particularly late in the afternoon, people are, people, I guess people's thought process is, well, we've been here all day. Let's let's go back to the resort. So we so we left, you know, right the after Trader Sam's. What, yeah. So we was, we did our our Space Mountain Fast Pass, which was awesome, and then then headed out. I, I will tell you, I had to take a work phone call um, after Space Mountain. There's not a quiet place in Disney World. Just an FYI, uh, do not take work phone calls at Disney World. Yeah. So we went back to the hotel. We kind of got ready for Trader Sam's. We met one of our buddies who's done the Menu Disney trip quite a few times with us. And went over to Trader Sam's for 
I don't know. I, t- I called you on the way, Pete. It was like seven o'clock. It was prime time whenever. No, I think it was. Go. I think it was six thirty that you guys got there, and and your wait wasn't bad, right? So our wait was an hour, and which is fine. You can explore Polynesian, whatever. We went to the upstairs bar in Polynesian, bounced in both shops, and due to the weather, because it started raining again, their computer had a malfunction, and so all the reservations that people had, that on the wait list rather, got like thrown out. So we went back after an hour and a half, and we we're like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we we lost your name. You know, we'll try to get you in right away." And once we talked to them, they got us in in about ten minutes. But it, for the first time, they were actually putting people in standing room only, like a lot of people, like a party of twelve with us, standing room only. And and fortunately, two tables flipped pretty quickly. We got a um, we had we had a choice of two tables actually. We had a table that was really large or kind of one of those smaller side ones. It had a better view of the of what was going to happen, and my wife had never been in there, so we chose that one, and we stayed for three hours. I, which which I can't blame you, right? I mean, we talked about this on a previous episode. That bar being in there, it really makes you want to order every drink on the menu just to see what's going to happen, what what unique things are going to go along with it. It's I mean, it's great. Yeah, our waitress was was awesome too. We um we we did order some of the signature drinks. And then just kind of started talking to her. We ordered a lot of food. And I, would, I wouldn't tell you that this is a place where one dish would fill someone up for dinner. What we did as a group, we had four of us. We just ordered a ton of the you know small dishes or small appetizers and just split them. We know we just kind of had them laid out on the table. And um, that was great. Uh, that, that kind of con- that counted as our dinner, I guess. And our waitress uh, eventually started to understand what we liked and didn't like and started recommending drinks. So And stuff that was kind of off the menu, too. You know, I'm I'm a bourbon fan, so she got me a, a really good bourbon drink that still was kind of islandy, and and she, they put it in a really cool mug for me. But I, I tried to get Pete an uh, Oa mug or a uh, chalice. I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed in that. I mean, I, and I've asked several people that have been down there. Everybody that goes in there says that they're sold out of the uh, Oa mugs, but I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks on eBay for one. And 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 so it's kind of unfortunate because the waitress told me that's what happens. People come in and when and and they. She said it's they come in once a week the the mugs that they can sell, and she said the first day it's like it's like there's something some notice for a group because people come in and will, they'll buy, you know the max they can buy per person and and not even need the drink they'll just buy them and, and sell them on eBay and unfortunately that happens a lot at Disney World we, I'm going to talk about something at Magic Kingdom that w- was coming out when we were there as well, uh, but yeah that was the first day so we did Trader Sam's for three hours and then called it a night I like it. And then the, the next day, we obviously, uh, it was, this would be Saturday now before before the cruise, and we did Epcot. And I did not, again, I didn't feel the crowds in Epcot. We, we did it a little bit differently. We hit Test Track early in the morning, which was good because Test Track was closed. It seemed like the entire trip, you know, when I would just check the app. And, and was that because it was raining or well, just actually, maintenance issues? Or yeah, what? they had maintenance issues opening, you know, the opening morning when we were there. We got there and the line was, if, if you can picture Disney, the line was all the way out to almost mouse gear. And so I, I walked all the way to the, the start of the queue and they weren't letting people in. And so I just asked the cast member, I said, hey, we're, we're, we're planning to wait standby. You know, is, is this the queue? What's going on? He said, the ride's not, not working well right now. You know, it'll be about a 30 minute wait, we think. To get to, and this is at nine a.m. So you guys did not go to uh, did not go to breakfast at Garden Grill. No, we didn't. We passed on it uh, mainly because it is it's expensive, and I didn't feel like we got the 
benefit of it last time we went. That could have just been that we there was a, a worker at Soren that didn't feel like opening the gate. And, and I don't did, have we talked about this on the podcast before that we have. So I don't know. I mean, it, it does get you into the park early. If you're the type of person who likes to take pictures of empty parks, who likes to get pictures of attractions, of Spaceship Earth, of, of that sort of thing before the park opens, it's definitely worth it in that regard, right? I mean, because at no other point in time are you ever going to see Epcot during the day completely empty. It's just not going to happen. So if you want that, it's it's worth it from that regard. I mean, I we had a really positive experience the first time we went. We were off soaring before the park even opened, and and we're able to get over to test track by the time by the time the rest of the crowds had reached there. But yeah, you're right. On this last trip, I I don't know. We we hung out at soaring. It seemed like until after the park had opened. So yeah, it was about it was it was nine oh five or something like that before yeah, that was a little through a little us. frustrating. Yeah, so we we didn't do the breakfast and um, which which was fine. I mean, with the with the crew we had, it was fine and did did test track. You know, burned through our fast passes and. Held held one for for Frozen that I think started at eleven. It actually started at eleven ten, and I forgot that La Cava doesn't open until eleven thirty. But what we did, this is the interesting thing I want to talk about. So we we actually ate chips and dip. We we sat down inside of the cave for about thirty minutes, and I. So backed- you guys actually got a table at La Cava. Yeah. So there's two lines if you go to La Cava. There, there's a um a line they have roped off on the left. And that's just for that's just for visiting the bar, getting a drink, and exiting. And there's a line on the right where you're actually waiting for tables. And we were second in line, it's because we walked in right at eleven. And I've never seen a. I guess we don't usually go to La Cava right at eleven because because Pete, you know, knew obviously it doesn't open until eleven thirty. There was a line outside of the Mexico Pavilion to get in before they would open it, which was. I, I feel like we're typically late getting in. You know, we're not we're not waiting to get into World Showcase when it opens. Right, and the um because due to the weather, it was raining that morning. Uh, the mariachi band played inside, which was awesome. So for the for the fifteen minutes we waited for a table for them to open La Cava, we had we got to watch that. And and of course, what happens if you go to Mexico right at opening? Trace Caballeros gets a huge line because people run in, they can't get in La Cava, and they just run straight to an attraction. But we got it. We got a table. We got chips and dip. Everyone had a margarita. It was awesome. We stayed in there about thirty minutes. The service was fantastic. Uh, I would. Weirdly enough, the blood orange margarita tasted better, like when you get it just from the bar and leave, than it did in the drink I had there. And I don't know what that is. Well, now, so do they have? I mean, do they have food that you can get in there other than? I mean, I know they have chips and salsa and that sort of stuff, but I mean, are, are there other options? Do they bring you a menu? Because I've never, I've never sat I'll down tell you in there. That I did. I, this is bad. I didn't even look at the menu. We had like a menu shared between the table. I knew what I was getting, and then our buddy ordered the the. Um, chip uh it was like a trio it was guacamole mild sauce and cheese dip and it 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 wasn't uh i'm i don't like guacamole to begin with but i did try it it's about as bland guacamole as you can get because disney stays away from you know putting in the salts and putting in the you know some of the flavoring or, or some of the lime you have to do that yourself if you want the guacamole to have more of a kind of a taste but we, we um, it's unlimited chips, so that was nice. We did run out of chips and think, you know, I was going to buy another thing of chips so we could keep going because we had a ton of sauce left, salsa left over. And the lady said, no, it's free, free refills on chips, so be uh, don't worry about that. So, yeah, it looks like I just pulled up their menu. It looks like really that's all they have, chips, guacamole, salsa, and cheese dip. But, you know, there was actually people that go in there and sit in there for hours. I mean, they'll get a table and kind of camp out there for a little while. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, if if 
that's what you like. I mean, I could sit in the cava and drink blood orange margaritas all all, all day. I'll tell you what. I, I saw a lot of tables getting that. They have a um, a tequila flight. I saw a lot of tables getting that for large groups and trying the tequilas. I was going to ask. So you guys did not. Uh, now you say the tequila flight. So you guys did not get the tequila flight. Did you guys do the rum flight at uh, Trader Sam's? Uh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. How was that? It was so I didn't purchase it. Uh, I did our buddy. I did try one of there. So there was two of them that he would he said were pretty sweet. And if you like bourbon, you typically don't like sweet drinks. And then there was one that I that he let me taste, and it it had a an oaky bourbon feel to it, which was fantastic. But yeah, and and we actually I asked I was gonna buy the the shot glasses, but I wanted the the wooden plank they sit on. So it doesn't come with the canoe. It does not come with the canoe. And I told the lady, I said, "Can you just can I just like put it in my wife's purse and just just walk out of here?" And she's like, "No, like we really can't give you the canoe." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it, it was um, yeah. So that was good there, and, and then a lot of people obviously were ordering the tequila flight, so that must have been good as well in Mexico. So typical Epcot experience. I mean, you guys went through the World Showcase, rode rode your rides, and any anything crazy there? Did you did you sit through the Guardians of the Galaxy show again? We did, and it was uh, it was fantastic. We went, we I, went. I really liked that. I think they've did an excellent. They've did. And again, I think they've done an excellent job with that. It was raining when it when it went on, so we were like, "Well, this is a no brainer." Uh, so, a couple of highlights, I guess. Um, obviously, Road Frozen. That was that was uh, my brother in law's first time riding that. He thought it was a really good attraction. We, um, you know, na- we we saw the the performance in Germany, which was great. Uh, we ate a lot this time. You know, sometimes we forget to do that, Pete. Yeah, I think we I think we tend to forget to do that. We we ate a lot, and I actually I, I think my wife and I talked to more cast members than we typically do. You know, we were in China and, and spent quite a bit of time talking to one of the folks in there. Uh, talked to folks in Germany a good bit, which which I forget how willing they are to chat it up. I mean, they they look forward to that. You can ask them anything about. I mean, they're willing to share anything about their country. They can they can. That you're curious about. So, any any standout uh, snacks that you guys had? So, I was going to say in Germany, yeah, our bro- my brother in law got the bratwurst. Uh, he said it was. He said he could have sat there all day with. I don't remember what type of beer he got, but he said it was unbelievable. Um, one thing we did differently this trip is because my wife and I now have the annual pass. We have photo pass, so we we took photos a lot with Disney photographers as a group, and and just her and I as well. We're trying to take advantage of that perk where we can, you know, we've downloaded the pictures and, and whatnot. Um, and then in the UK, we spent a bit of time actually going to find Christopher Robin's room. You can see that in the UK, looking through a window. And I talked to a cast member and had them point that out to me and take take us back there. They they said they sometimes will open it up and let you walk in, but they were doing construction, so they, they wouldn't allow us to go in. But that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, we went Mexico to Canada. Uh, sat through the Guardian show, like I said, front row, similar seat to where we sat, and and it was a great break from the rain. Ton of construction going on in the World Showcase, especially in the America Pavilion. So don't bank on that bathroom that's on the left. That's not that's not open anymore. You can go to the. I bathroom forgot on the right. that they're they're redoing the restaurant there. Yeah, it it, it kind of it. I don't want to say it ruins the pavilion, but you can tell that they know it's not up to par because they're they're actually giving annual pass discounts in that pavilion on alcohol, which they never do. In any other so pavilion. so no American Adventure this time. No, we we did skip the American Adventure, um, not for a lack of time. I mean, we just everyone wanted to see the Guardian show, and we got there early and got a good seat. And I think uh, we may my, my wife may have got a pretzel. Is there pretzels for sale in America? I think we got there are yes. Yeah. So it was um that was good, and 
Canada was was kind of a, a breeze, and we went straight to Figment from Canada. So I actually made Figment this time. Now, did you guys spend time looking at the bunnies in the field again? No, uh, we because did. because that is why that is why we That's missed why we Figment missed last time. <laughs> there are five there are five bunnies. I think we saw more than five, but it there was, were a lot of bunnies. It was unbelievable. I, I wanted to hop the fence and go try and catch one. But yeah, so we did Journey to Imagination, and then we did Turtle Talk with Crush, which w- was my wife's request. I had never done it. It's pretty good. Is it as good as Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor? Well, because they picked on one of the people in our group, yes. <laughs> uh, they, so we sat in the back row because it's obviously more geared toward the children. and They kind of sit on the floor in the front and parents sit in the, in the uh, rows behind them. We sat dead back row. It was more my wife wanted to go see it and thought it was cool. And our buddy, I'm, you know, our buddy Tim got called out by a crush. And I guess I can't exactly remember the exchange, uh, but a, they, Crush was asking a, a small child who would win in a swimming race, Tim or, the, or Crush. And so he voted <laughs> Tim and said that Tim could swim like 40 miles an hour or something. So, oh, wow. So it was, uh, it was really funny that we got pulled into that show, especially at that point in the day that, that Tim that, had to actually talk. <laughs> that, is, that is really funny. So he actually interacted with Crush. He did, yeah. So, so both the live we, – we saw, like I said, Monsters, Inc. We did it multiple times. We did Crush. Every single show we did that had a, a, a live comedian, our group was involved in the show at some point, which was kind of cool. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I kind of feel like every time I go on Monsters, Inc., I get kind of picked on a little bit. I mean, and, and, and look, that, that's probably because how many groups of like four guys are going in and riding Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor or Turtle Talk? Yeah, you right. You guys I mean, were a little we were, bit different. We were three, I mean, large humans and my wife with no kids. I mean, I'm sure they noticed that when we walked in. And it was late. It was one of the, it was the last showing for Turtle Talk. And so it was an empty theater. Uh, but this is where the fun begins, in my opinion. So we did Turtle Talk. And then it was, we had about an hour and a half left in the park before Illuminations, which we were going to watch. And it was, how can we maximize our time? We split up. My wife and her brother went one direction to get us something. Tim went another direction (laughs) to get us something else. And I went and bought myself a polo. I went to Norway to buy my friends an Olaf that they wanted. I went to China and got egg rolls and drinks for everyone. And then we all reconvened at um, that, like, it's right by Test Track where the car has, like, there's sprayers in there and there's fans yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's where we reconvened. And so we had Tipsy Ducks and Loves. We had margaritas. We had egg rolls. We had, you know, we had bought the souvenirs we needed. And we did Test Track as a group again and went for the high score. Didn't get it. And then uh, did went ran over to Soren. Did Soren. Because the Soren line was long, at 8.57, so three minutes before park closes, we get off Soren and our friend Tim is waiting for us at Mission Space. My wife said, under no circumstances was she going to run to Mission Space. So she watched Illuminations, and my brother-in-law and I ran across the park and got from Soren to Mission Space in about three minutes. I, I seem to remember a similar situation. But the other direction. <laughs> but the other direction, from yeah. Mission Space to Soren. <laughs> yeah, so that was the end of our, our evening. We we did find a really good pizza place by the Double Tree that we ordered pizza from every night or, or like snacks. That. Um, so that I was like up that. to that. Yeah, that so, did, so did you guys watch Illuminations or just your my wife? My wife did, yeah. She And I feel bad because she watched it alone. And, uh, you know, we're going back to Disney World in, in October, so we'll, we'll make sure to watch those shows together. I have another funny fireworks story show, fireworks show story I can tell you in a second. But Now, with September 30th is the last Illumination, so no, you won't see it in October. Well, we'll see a different fireworks show. We won't see Illuminations, but we'll see something else. There you go. But yeah, so that was, um, 
that was it for, for Epcot. Uh, Sunday was Hollywood Studios Day. And let me tell you, th- this is where the crowd levels hit. This is where I felt it. We went to Extra Magic Hours uh, at Hollywood Studios. Got there, I don't know, 30 minutes before park opening. I mean, you sent me a text at 6.30 saying you were on your way to the park, or, or you were at the park, I think. Yeah, it was uh, that, that would have been Animal Kingdom Day, I think. We were at the oh, park Oh, that was Animal Kingdom. Okay. But, but yeah, so we get there, and, and we kind of position ourselves where we want to stand. And we do our best to get back there. But I mean, it's just, you're keeping a group of three people together, and... and you know, my, neither my wife nor my brother-in-law had been there, so it was kind of they were they were. Expl- I mean, Hollywood Studios is cool anyway, but we get back there and the uh, the Slinky Dog line was backed up to the Little Mermaid show. That is insane. I mean, so when you and I went, because it was just you and I that went to Hollywood Studios that morning, I feel like we. I mean, there were a lot of people there, and we weren't close to the front, but we had probably only waited what fifteen minutes for Slinky Dog. Yeah. So so this. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I could feel it a little bit and you could see cast members kind of like, oh my God, how many people are here? So, so give, significantly worse than, than it I was. Can't even, in, it's not even comparable. What, I mean, it's, when, was that June? Yeah, when it's not that? even comparable. I mean, it was, Pete, I'm, I'm telling you, it had had to be a three hour wait that early. And it, and it, so, and then I'm like, okay, well maybe they just haven't let people in the line yet. You know what I mean? Where they stop you before the, before the queue starts. Sure. So we, we try to fight our way into Toy Story Land. And we see another line on the left, and I'm like, well, what is that for? That was Toy Story Mania. Toy Story Mania was backed up to the Incredibles area. And, so and then- look, I mean, this, this again, is why we preach, and, and Extra Magic Hours were great 15 years ago, or 10 years ago, or whatever, but this is why we preach. Do not go to parks with Extra Magic Hours, because this is what you're going to see, especially in the popular attractions. People are going to get there, and they're going to rush to these attractions. I think the evening Extra Magic Hours work better, because this is what you, you know, Everybody wants to get up early. Nobody wants to stay up late. Let, let me tell you this. If you, ha- if you are going to go to a park with extra magic hours, and I have two examples this trip, don't, don't go. Don't go in the morning. Still go to the park. It'll clear out by the afternoon because they're exhausted. But don't go fight the crowds in the morning. It's not worth it. And we, we couldn't even get back to Alien Swirling Saucers. It was a five-minute wait, but it was so crowded, and it was hot. And nothing was nothing was really even open yet in the park. There weren't snacks available. I mean, it was so we kind of screwed ourselves. So we, we we walked back to the front of the park to go to Rock and Roller Coaster. That line's at seventy five minutes, ten minutes into the day. So we ride single rider there. Tower of Terror is at one hundred and ten minutes. And and I, and I, I think that's going to be fixed here really really soon. Well, they had all of Tower of Terror open. Oh really? Yeah. So it was. Jeez. I mean, I don't want to say. I would tell you, we had a dinner reservation at uh, Boma that evening. So this is why we chose Hollywood Studios that day. Because because I knew deep down it wasn't going to be a full day park, especially coming off a full day in Epcot. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I was on the phone with you texting you pretty regularly that day. And we had, we waited, we waited standby for Swirling Saucers at, at 40 minutes. We waited standby for Slinky Dog at 95 minutes. And that was the lowest the line ever got. And my wife timed it. Disney was dead on their wait time. It was ninety. It was. They said they had ninety minutes or something. It was ninety five minutes. That is that is absolutely insane. So, but again, when you and I went, there were not extra magic hours. And and granted, it wasn't the height of summer, so a little bit different situation. But we waited fifteen minutes, and then didn't didn't we get off that and then go on swirling saucers? So it's 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 just a it's a influx of people. We did everything we wanted to do in Hollywood Studios by three o'clock still. <laughs> even with those weights, and ate lunch at uh, Backlot, which is awesome. Saw a few Disney freakouts there, which was funny. And then I, I, we, my wife and I left this trip up to our brother, her brother, 
and said, man, whenever you want to go back, because we, we know that he, he goes to Disney once every few years. So uh, he, he said at three o'clock, if y'all want to knock out some shopping and head back, I'm down. So we left Hollywood Studios at three and took a nap and then did uh and did dinner at at Boma that night at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So so how was Boma? It was fantastic. I actually saw one of the the more peculiar things I've ever seen at a Disney restaurant, especially that type of you know higher end restaurant. We had a table of twelve, and the waiter pretty much had our table and one more because he had a huge party with us. And the food was great. They had all the soups. The uh, you really can't go wrong with a lot of stuff there. I will tell you, a lot of that stuff is cooked with uh, corn and or nuts. So if you have any digestive stuff, just be aware of that. I mean, that, that did limit my what I could eat there. You're well, a survivor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. But so, the, so this table, a family of four was sitting to our left, and they, they finished or whatever, good, good experience, and then they get up, and, and these two, uh, I'd say these two women, maybe in their 20s, sit down. But they don't get seated, which like stood out to me because Boma seats you. So whatever, I let it go, and they, they go, they pile. I mean, they have tons of plates of food, and they're just grubbing. And the waiter comes over and, and gets their drink orders, and they're grubbing. And then a manager comes over and says to him, were you seated here? And lady, and the girl said, yeah. And she said, okay. She goes, what's your name? Um, you know, we, we may have a malfunction in our system. We actually have another family that's supposed to be at this table, and they're waiting up front. And so the girl like – You mum- are kidding me. So the girl like mumbles a name – and the manager said, so were you seated here? Did you go to the front desk? And, and the girl said, yes. And, and long story short, these people walked in and just grubbed. Are and you kidding me? So the manager said, well, we'll get it squared up. No worries. And this was at 9 p.m. So there were plenty of tables open. for. Them so, to it was, so it was open. Right. So they get this other table seated. But in the meantime, my wife and I are on the end of this table at 12 with our family. And these, these girls get up and they go two different directions and dip. Oh, no. You're but, kidding me. And then our me. waiter comes and brings their drinks and all their stuff. And my wife and I, I told, I said, please don't get involved. Like, don't even say anything. Because he was he was totally unaware what was going on. So they had already eaten at this so they, point? Yeah, or? they dined and dashed pretty that much in front of everyone. Ridicu- that is ridiculous. Yep. Don't don't be that guy. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I felt really bad for the waiter. Uh, he had done, he'd been nothing but fantastic for us. And, and he was great to the family before they had kids. Uh, he, he, he was from Michigan, talked to him a, l- a little while, actually. And it, I felt bad for him because he lost the table basically because that other family got seated somewhere else. And now, and I will say we used our, he, I'll tell you another thing he did for us. We had our annual passes, which are good for one and three guests basically. So eight of the 12 would be on annual passes. He got it approved for all 12 of us to be on the annual pass discount. So it saved us 60. I mean, I think it was a $600 dinner or something like that. So saved us 60 bucks. And that's basically one person's meal he, he comped for us. And we tipped so, him very well. We tipped so, him. So food was good, though. Yeah, I mean, food no, was great. Service was great. Animal Kingdom Animal Lodge. Animal Kingdom Lodge is, yeah. I mean, you guys have been to Animal Kingdom Lodge before, right? Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you drive over there, if you have a dinner reservation, you get parked right right up front by the uh, by the restaurant. So I recommend that. So did you guys go early then to, to walk around? We went about you... it. We went about at seven thirty because we were meeting with. We had an eight ten reservation. We got there about forty minutes early. We did some family pictures uh, around around the resort. Kind of caught up because all of them had come into Florida that day. So, but yeah, so that that was our that was our day. We went we went straight back from from Boma and went to sleep. I mean, we were in a food coma after you eat Boma. The desserts are really good at Boma too, by the way. So that was that was the end of the first half, right? Yes, yeah, so that was you the first half of the Disney cruise. trip, and now now we uh, we'll skip over the cruise, obviously for now. Next episode, we'll dive into that, uh, and and I'll just start back from the Friday we get off the ship. Uh, 
I will compliment Disney because it is it pertains to our trip. I'm going to compliment Disney here. They have an express checkout. If you want to carry your bags off the ship, I highly recommend it. We were off the ship in eight minutes through through customs in eight minutes, something like that. That's not bad at all. Unbelievable. Uh, and so we we got to Magic Kingdom right at park opening. Now I say that you park at TTC. I mean, it, it, we were in the vicinity of Magic Kingdom by park opening. We did hit a lot of traffic because it's it was a Friday. So I mean, there's work traffic. We hit at seven thirty in the morning, but uh, jumped right into Magic Kingdom and oh my gosh, it was crowded. I mean, it was a Splash Mountain. We did not get to ride. It was closed the entire day. That's that's kind of ridiculous. We met with our uh, with our other buddy who, who's a listener and uh, a Mender Disney goer, and Pete was actually navigating his fast passes that day as well. Uh, so we we did the morning with with my wife and brother in law met met for him met with him for lunch at Pecos Bills, and did uh, seven dwarfs together. Pete was able to get him a seven dwarfs fast fast pass. We both lost our Splash Mountain fast pass because it was closed. So we had the multiple experience that we could use there um, at, on another attraction. I think we ended up using it on Pirates Caribbean because that was an hour wait, <laughs> or no, we used it on Haunted Mansion. I'm sorry, that was over an hour wait, and uh, we knocked out pretty much all of Magic Kingdom by about. Four o'clock, and it was so crowded and so miserable and fast passes. We left for a couple hours and then came back. Uh, but I guess to dive into some of the things that we were able to do, we did every attraction outside of Splash Mountain. We um, navigated the crowds pretty well. We did see the fire, the uh, parade. I keep saying fireworks show. The parade was good, and I'll tell you what, it was hotter than hot. I've never seen Disney do this, but they had those you know construction type fans out a lot of places, and by three thirty. Their carts had run out of cold drinks, so they were out of cold water and cold sodas. The heat index was one ten. That that is crazy. Yep, and there was not. uh, There was actually lightning within the vicinity, and so it closed down every outdoor attraction. So you can imagine what happened to the likes of Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Monsters Inc. They all were. I mean, Buzz Lightyear was a eighty minute wait or something. So it was. It was unbelievable. The crowd levels were ridiculous again, and I just I can't encourage you more. Do not go. During August, don't go. It's not worth it. You will be miserable. June was fine. I thought June was okay, actually, when we went. I thought we navigated the parks pretty well. And I still think we did well for for what we, for what the hand we were dealt. But you have to love Disney World to sit in this kind of heat. I mean, there were, I told Pete this story. We were in the Haunted Mansion queue, and they are doing some refurbishments to the awning. And so there's a huge gap where the sun bleeds through. And we were in the Fast Pass line, but there's, there was just this family that, that was waiting for the line to move further along so they could avoid the sun. They could just walk straight through the sun back to more shade. And there was actually people like yelling at them in the queue. I mean, that's how, that's how angry people were. I mean, it gets hot outside and, and people get ticked and you know, that's, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, and the girl was being really obnoxious. I mean, she was, the girl who was yelling was, was just rude. She had bags in her hand. So I know she was probably hot. There was a release that day to celebrate uh, Haunted Mansion's 50th, right? I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Haunted Mansion's 50th anniversary. That line. So we walked over there. My wife said, what do you think is going on here? And I said, if that's the Haunted Mansion queue, I've never seen them do this. Because it was looped all through that. Is that like kind of tangled enchanted garden area? And it was the line to get into the store right outside of Haunted Mansion where they were releasing. So to get into Memento Mori. Right. And it was, I mean, I, I, I'm not a judge of, a good judge of people. And we, didn't, we certainly didn't wait in the line, but it was, it was packed. I mean, the line was past Small World. If, if that gives you an idea. And people waited. I mean, it, but it was all day. Like, we, we went back for the fireworks show that evening. There was still a line there. So there must have been a huge inventory 
of things to sell. And I'm sure that 99% of it ended up on eBay. Again, and that's that's the thing that's such a shame. Like there could be a kid or a family who wanted that to keep it forever. And they're going to have to buy, pay a premium now. Or they're going to have to, or they're going to have to waste four hours of their park day. It's just, it just, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, but we did, um, so like I said, we left for a couple hours, came back, uh, went, went a really cool route actually, called Pete and asked him what, for a recommendation. We went over to Wilderness Lodge because that's where the bus, we went from Disney Springs area to Wilderness Lodge is where the first bus stop was and rode the boat from Wilderness Lodge to Magic Kingdom. It might have moved in front of the monorail for me. That was really cool. Really? It's, I, I mean, I've, I've told you that, right? It's open air. It's, it's quick. It's quick. The the people, the the captain, I guess, our captain was, was new. He was actually getting trained, but really polite, waited for us. And and you have, a, I mean, it's a nice, comfortable seat. You get you kind of get to see like the behind Disney. You get a really good view of the contemporary. You get a good view of Space Mountain. You get a really cool view of the castle over all the trees. And then it spits you out right there where you enter the park. Yeah, you don't have to go through Transportation Ticket Center or any, anything like that. So I highly recommend that. If, if you are at Disney Springs and take a bus, just take whichever bus you can get between Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Wilderness Lodge, and Contemporary. But if you can ride the boat, I highly recommend it. One thing to be aware of, there are two boats. One goes to Contemporary, which I didn't realize, and one goes to Magic Kingdom. I almost got on the wrong boat. Uh, Pete's like, <laughs> make sure you get on the one going to Magic Kingdom because there's another one. That is true. So that would have ticked me off. But uh did the fireworks show, and, and something funny kind of happened. Uh, got a really good spot for it. We went about 30 minutes early because neither of them had seen the, the new projection show. And I left to go get everyone bottled water and napkins. My wife had gotten a Nutella waffle from Sleepy Hollow. And the crowd filled in so badly, I couldn't find them. So That's I, they, crazy. They watched the fireworks show together. And, I, I, and the, the crazy thing is, I was like two people behind them but couldn't see them because because people had a, a kids on their shoulders. I mean, it was a... and then And then, of course... I will warn you if you get in that if you get in the, the hub, it's a nightmare getting back out of the hub. Uh, one thing Disney did the fireworks show was at nine o'clock. The park stayed up until ten, so we did multiple attractions afterwards, and then we did stay for the kiss goodnight as well, which was good. We did some shopping uh, that that evening, and the I will warn you the bus to Disney Springs at four o'clock when it starts running, and the bus to Disney Springs at ten o'clock is horrible because people park there for free, and that's why the line is so bad to get back over there. Uh, so that was that was Magic Kingdom, and then we just had we had one day left, and and that was Animal Kingdom, and this is probably the craziest Disney crowd I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it but to be fair, again, it was a extra. It was an extra Magic Hours day, right? So, and you guys actually got there after extra Magic Hours had begun, correct? Okay, so I'm still almost confused at what happened. <laughs> the park opened at eight, but extra Magic Hours were at seven. I assumed extra Magic Hours were at eight. We pulled in at six fifty. Because I told my wife, I said, "Listen, we, you know, this can this queue can fill up in a, in a minute, and I would prefer." And and we had already decided to leave that we were going to leave that evening. So I said, "Let's just go hard for eight hour, you know, seven to two or seven to three. You know, if if we want to stay all day, we'll get a hotel, no biggie." And as we're walking in, I'm again, I'm not, I have not realized at this point walking in the park <laughs> that the park is already open with extra magic hours, and we're getting closer and closer to Pandora. And I'm like, "Man, when are they going to stop us?" Like, they're just letting us walk and walk and walk. And I see a sign that says 75 minutes for Flight of Passage. I'm like, man, they're already predicting that thing, huh? No, it was 75 minutes for Flight of Passage. It was it was 75. And you guys waited in that line, right? And the queue is unbelievable. Now, so that's that's my one regret that I've never gotten to Animal Kingdom early enough in the morning to ride Flight of Passage, you know, and not had a fast pass. 
So I've yep. never seen the queue. So walk walk through the queue just just briefly. So they didn't open it all up uh, until later in the day. They didn't need to. And so we got inside pretty quickly. So you kind of go, I don't want to call it a cave, but you look up and it's it's obviously, it looks like nests where avatars or where uh, banshees. Uh, where banshees would sleep. Ekron. Uh, and you get in, you know, in indoors, and you're kind of walking through like a science lab. And the avatar that is in that tube looks, re- I mean, it, it it makes you want to open it and pull it out. Like it's it's massive. It's it's way way taller than six foot. If it were standing straight up, some of the stuff, if you look closely, it's real gimmicky. I mean, it's just cheap kind of effects, but unbelievable. And I'll tell you, the queue wasn't that bad for us. Because my brother-in-law at this point was obsessed with refreshing fast passes, and and he so he was doing that the whole time. He was he was and my wife was doing that the whole time. I was actually getting my life back together from being gone from work for a week, so I was booking flights and getting everything. So, but I mean, I looked up and all of a sudden we're in the pre-show, and it was great. I mean, flight of passage. He he was blown away. He thinks it's the best. You know, he it was his first time. He said best attraction at Disney. Rightfully so. I mean, it is hands he, down. He wrote actually it three said times it, in a row. It catapulted Animal Kingdom to his favorite park alone, just because of that ride. Yep. So we did that, and it was fine. I mean, you know, it was kind of a. Th- my wife made me feel a lot better when we saw the seventy-five minute wait because she said, "Listen, we came here at six fifty, thinking the park opened at eight. We were waiting an hour anyway. You're slicing it, so don't feel bad. You know, we, we're at least we're in the park waiting an hour now. Uh, but the line was backed up to Harambe." Harambe's Village, I guess. I think that's what that's called. Harambe's Market, rather. And so that was that was kind of interesting to be outside for that that kind of. But but as Pete mentioned, we were texting and we talked on the phone a little bit. There were no fast passes available then, so the line was moving. You were walking pretty much the entire time. Um, maybe a couple stops here. You felt it once once the the park officially opened at eight. The you kind of felt the fast passes hitting and then pulsing the line differently. But by that point, we were already you know, close to the pre-show. So it wasn't a big deal. The line did get up to about 240 minutes. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that. And we skipped Navi river journey because we couldn't land a fast pass. And that line was over a hundred minutes all day. So I uh, did eat at Satuli canteen. It was fantastic. As usual, I tried for the podcast. I tried the little cheeseburger. I don't remember what it's called. Cheeseburger pod. The cheeseburger pods. I, I don't, I, I don't recommend them. My wife loved it. I didn't like it. I just, I don't know why I didn't like it. It didn't go with what I ordered in general. Uh, I did the combo plate. And I don't know, Pete, did you do that? Where it's like chicken and... At Satuli, no. I got... I always get the uh, the slow-cooked beef bowl. Yeah, so this one was, was combo. So you had like all the meats. Yeah, and, I've never done the combo before. And I did the noodles, uh, which were really, really good. I've never done the noodles either. Normally I get the uh, the potato hash. Yeah, and so that's what that's what both my wife and brother-in-law got, and they raved about it. I mean, it... It, it seriously is the best quick service restaurant in, in Disney. One thing, I think the secret's getting out because usually we brag about all the open seating. Not this time. We, we barely, we, we had to wait for a table. They had, they, they weirdly sectioned off a fourth of the restaurant for parties larger than six. That's how busy, that's I mean, that's how busy. I've never, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's how busy Disney was. I mean, you had huge families there. So that was, um that was good. And, and did Kilimanjaro, did Expedition Everest a ton of times. Talked to Pete on the phone during one entire Expedition Everest ride. That's that's true. I, I happened to call Tom as they were leaving the station on Expedition Everest. So I, I did get to experience at least uh, through his Apple Watch so Expedition Everest. The funny thing is, I think the Apple Watch speaker's on the bottom. And so Pete didn't really get a ton of wind, he said. He said it was no. pretty clear. 
That was very clear audio. I heard some people screaming and, you know, I heard uh, a little bit of wind noise but and heard the Yeti roar, but that was really it. Didn't uh, didn't get a whole lot of wind noises at all. My wife, of course, said we were, we were too much and ridiculous because, I mean, I answered it and I said, hey, Pete, I'm on Expedition Everest. Do you, do you want to stay on the phone or you want me to call you back? He's like, oh, I'll stay on for a couple of minutes. And so we, we actually, I picked up, I got my phone in my pocket and talked to him after the attraction and he was checking fast passes for us that day and said it must be brutal in there. So it was, uh, it was pretty rough. Yeah, pretty we, rough. we, but we did do everything we wanted to do. Uh, left about two thirty, went to a Bug's Life, and I think I under, I think I've I haven't appreciated a Bug's Life enough. I had a little kid sitting next to me, and to hear his, you know, him giggling and laughing, and see, I mean, it was it was an unbelievable experience to him, which probably made it better for me. And and I don't know, it's actually kind of it's kind of a good show. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it it is. I mean. It, but it doesn't change, right? It's not like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor that it it changes every time. It's it's the same thing, right? Yeah, and and I, I'll tell you. I mean, it's it's not the best show at Animal Kingdom uh, this time. Instead of doing Nemo, we did Lion King, and I feel like that cast, the four the four you know lead folks, have been there for twenty years. If they haven't, they look identical and they sound identical to the people before them. And my wife actually had seen Lion King five years ago and said it was the identical people. Like, she 100% remembers them. Uh, we got really, really good seats for Lion King. I recommend using a fast pass for that. Not saying you can't get in with standby, but we got front row of the second section. So you had leg room. You easily got out. And you had a, just a great view of, of the show. And I think they put the fast pass people where Simba's crowd is. So, I mean, he's the main character, obviously. So, uh, well, I guess you could argue Timon's the main character, but it was really good. The The singing's fantastic. The show's fantastic. The the acrobats are good. Highly, highly, highly recommend taking the 30 minutes to go see that show. It's all day, too. I mean, and, and Pete Pete actually nabbed that Fast Pass for us, and I think he said it was relatively easy to get. So, yeah, that was, uh, we left right after, right after we, did, we did Lion King, A Bug's Life, and then and then hit the road. So that was uh, that was the that was the Disney trip right there. There you go. And looking forward to going back uh, soon, right? I mean, maybe in September. Oh, I guess we're going in September. I think we kind of decided that last night. <laughs> and then in October, and then another time in October, and then in December for a week. And I'm just spoiled. I'm very spoiled, Pete. I, I, it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, if you guys have any specific questions about the trip, or if I didn't cover something well enough. You know, I know we're we're running up on on an hour here, so I've probably talked too much. But yeah, feel free to to email us or tweet us with any questions. I, I did enjoy the interactions with with the folks on Twitter when I was kind of tweeting out being there. Uh, one more thing I want to add: I was steps away from getting into Galaxy's Edge, and it fell through. Uh, I guess I didn't highlight that we did spend some time in Baseline, which was really good. And my buddy's a cast member there; thought he could get me in. I was sitting outside of the entrance. It was cast member only preview. And he got shut down. It was only cast members, so that kind of stunk. But uh, yeah, I I told I I told my wife and brother in law. I don't care which one of us goes in, but whoever goes in. I mean, selfishly, I wanted to go in, but if my wife went in, I needed pictures. I needed to run down. And the thing is, I didn't even I didn't even have to ride the attraction. I just wanted to go in and see it. Yeah. So that is uh that's the trip right there. Well, there you go. All right. Well, uh, well, good. So we'll continue next week. Uh, we'll talk about the cruise that you guys went on. For now, let's move over to the uh, trivia and secret of the of the week. What do you got? So, secret of the week. Did you know that Pirates of the Caribbean was never intended to be built at Disney World's Magic Kingdom? Uh, when they were in the process of deciding if this ride would be built, 
They thought that the ride would not appeal to the Florida visitors since the park was so close to the Caribbean and the state had its own history of pirates. So what what could have been? You know, that also was almost a walkthrough attraction at one point too. So that's uh, there's a couple different different little fun tidbits about that one. Uh, but going to the trivia question of last week, we joked about it when we asked it, what was Walt Disney World originally supposed to be called? It was supposed to be called Disney World, simply Disney World. And um, what happened was obviously Walt passed away and Roy... Uh, Disney, his brother, renamed it to Walt Disney World in his honor, and he wanted to continue to remind everyone that this was Walt's dream. So you were you were originally supposed to have Disneyland and Disney World, but now we have Walt Disney World. So that's a little history there. And you wouldn't and you wouldn't say uh, I mean Walt Disneyland, right? So it, it is a yeah. it is a unique thing to Disney World. No, yeah, absolutely. Walt Disneyland just feels it wrong doesn't to work. say. Uh, but moving to the trivia question of this week, what was the last attraction that Walt Disney personally supervised before his death? So that, that kind of staying with the theme that we've had here. Uh, you can tweet us at Mendo WW Podcast or email us at Mendo WW at gmail.com with your guesses. All right. Well, that's all we've got this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Mendo WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at Mendo WDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.